This episode of the podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. Have you had a chance to go stream How It Ends by Statement of Pride? If not, hit pause, go boot up your Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever it is, and go stream How It Ends by Statement of Pride, new band on From Within Records, and it has very own Carter Holmes, the guy behind it all on vocals for that band. It's awesome. I love it. And I can't wait to hear the rest of the songs that we'll be dropping this weekend. So do yourself a favor and go stream how it ends by statement of pride. Also March 26th in Philly. It's a first Unitarian church from within records showcase, which is so awesome. This is something that I wish more labels would do just because it's so cool to, to to have that pride to see so many bands that are on the same level come together to do something special. This uh, reminds me of back in the day when I would go to uh, Face Down Fest and I used to love that label. They used to have so many awesome bands and to be able to go to one venue and see so many different bands from all over come together to show pride in the label and just to come together and put and to come together and to put something awesome uh, like a fest uh, for everybody is so sick. So shout out to From Within Records for doing this. It's Eco Strike's final show, bittersweet. But please, if you have any love for that band, come out and support them while you can. Also, Payback, it is what it is. Record release, which I'm so pumped for that. I, I, I love Payback. As you can tell, or for anybody who's watched these videos, I've had the record right here uh, and it'll always be there as, as long as I'm here on camera. I will showcase that record because that band means a lot to me. Um, I'm happy to be able to call them friends, but the music speaks for itself and I love what they're doing. So I'm happy to be able to be there to support that record release, but also Magnitude, Shackled, Timmy Lacro, Warren. Burning Strong, Seed of Pain, Final Right, Beskar, and Off the Tracks. Such an awesome lineup. If you haven't had a chance yet, please pick up your ticket before it's too late. Also, like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. Also, if you, your band, are looking for some sweet merch, high-quality merch, I highly suggest you hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing. You can find them on Instagram or you can email them at contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. And you can thank me later. High quality stuff coming out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. It's seriously uh, so cool. I'm happy to be working with them again for anybody who is at FYA. I did those awesome collab shirts and I love the way that they came out. And so did a lot of you. You guys were complimenting uh, the work that was put into them. So you can thank Good Fortune Printing for that. But a bit of breaking news. I won't reveal too much, but... Um, there will be more collab shirts at the showcase. Uh, I won't say uh, with what bands just yet, but just know that if you're going to the showcase, if you like the shirts at FIA, we got more coming. So stay tuned for that. But please support Good Fortune Printing. On today's episode, we tracked down our good friend Noah. He sings for this band called Wreckage. And if you're not familiar with Wreckage, don't listen to this conversation yet. Hit pause. Go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music title, and go listen to Wreckage. Go listen to the first demo. Go listen to demo two. And just have your mind blown at how good this band is coming out of Connecticut. Shout out uh, all of Connecticut hardcore. But this band, when I first heard them, I, I, I felt it was one of those situations where I felt so stupid for not being in tune with them because I had seen my friends, close friends, rocking their merch and I, I'd seen their name on flyers, but I just kind of figured, oh, I'll get to it when I have time. And when I finally found time, I felt really dumb because they're such an awesome band. I love what they're doing. I love that there's this new wave of kids coming in. Uh, and I'm just so excited for everyone uh, who's not familiar to uh, hear them and get into them because I even told Noah, I was like, if you guys continue on the path that you're on, You'll be fine. You'll be able to do whatever you want with that band. They're writing solid stuff, and I believe in them. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Noah to the show.
right, and we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Noah. How's it going? It's going pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. You know, I'm I'm really sad that you were at FYA and we didn't get a proper introduction. I know. I I knew that you were there, but like I didn't know where you were stationed. I saw that you had some merch up there, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. I was in a. You were in what? I wasn't like to. Uh, I was staying in like by like the triple B table with uh, my friend Kyle most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he's the reason that I knew that you were there because uh, obviously uh, Kyle, uh, he was just on the podcast and he had mentioned. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he mentioned that you were there and I was tripping out. I was like, damn, that's crazy. Because uh, when I went to FYA back in uh, 2020, there was a bunch of people that were there that I became friends with afterwards. So I was like, damn, that's crazy that we were in this you know, same room for multiple days, but we had no idea that we existed. I know. And I feel like that's a, a common theme in hardcore. There's so many people I'm friends with now that have been mm-hmm. around forever that I didn't know for years. Okay. You know, and there, there's that viral video of you going around. <laughs> oh my God. Of <laughs> you, you diving for a C4 and uh, <laughs> that, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's funny. Cause I was talking to people about that, like all day afterwards, like the C4 set happened. Like I was hype. I was moshing hard for them. Mm-hmm. I get up to do that stage dive and I watch this like row of people just clear as I'm about to jump and I end up landing on that one guy and apparently Sonny got it front and center. Yeah, that was crazy. Well, at least you can relive that moment forever. I know. That's my biggest fear, especially now that, that I'm older. I, I feel like uh, I... I'm not like the most active person. I'm not like super healthy. I'm not hitting the gym uh, <laughs> ever, yeah. if I'm being honest. But uh, I, I feel like I'm way more conscious of like my body being uh, not as uh, tough as it once was. Because uh, you know, young Jamie, I, I would have uh, you know uh, doing front flips off the stage with no uh, you know no thought about it. But now I'm kind of like, huh. I hope nobody moves. Is there enough people? I'm like, I have to kind of yeah. I, I pre-plan the best that I can. And obviously, uh, you know, uh, the outcome's not guaranteed, but I, I, I still do it from time to time, but not as frequent as I used to. Cause I'm, I am a little bit older and I have to be a little bit more responsible for myself. Yeah. Luckily I'm i uh, I'm 22 and I can bounce back from that within like a good night's sleep. Yeah. I, I went to a show the other night and I didn't even mosh hard or anything crazy. And like, I like tweaked my ankle. I was like, what the yeah. fuck is going wrong? Like with my body. <laughs> uh, Cause I'm not, I'm like, I'm, I'm old, but I'm not that old where like, you know, just stomping around should uh, injure myself. So I got to figure yeah. it out. What's crazy is like that happened to me and yeah. I was telling people about it. Like I was telling like all the guys in restraining where I was like, I really want to mosh for you guys, but I just like fell as hard as you possibly could on my hip. So like, I'm kind of hurting. I still mosh them. And then I was telling Ryan from one step closer, I was like, I want to mosh to you, but I'm kind of in pain. I moshed to them. And during the reach, their last song, I got Charlie horse in the leg. And that still hurts. Like over a week out still hurts. That's and the, the hip pain is gone. That's crazy. Well, yeah. Well, at least you're young and you're taking advantage of your youth. Yeah. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh um, yeah. It's not going to stop me. But for people who are listening who may not be familiar, uh, you sing for a band called Wreckage. Yes. Which a uh, super awesome band. And I, I, I feel like I was like, uh, not like late, whatever. Like I, I just wasn't hip to you guys as things were coming out. And mm-hmm. I uh, had seen some friends wearing Wreckage merch. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That, that's probably like, uh, like a, a local band or something that I, I just don't know about. But it wasn't until this day uh, I was on Spotify and somehow uh, you guys just popped up on like my front page of Spotify. And I was like, okay, I, I, th- I think today's the day where I uh, take the time to listen to wreckage. And mm-hmm. I, I was beating myself up that whole day thinking like, wow, this is so good. Why did I take so long to to listen to this? I'm an idiot. And I, I yeah, had you guys like on repeat like that whole day. Cause I love the demo demo two is awesome. So I, I was really stoked when I finally listened to you guys. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But I think we really do give off like local band, uh, energy because we don't really have like any social media other than like a pretty much defunct Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we don't promote much other than like our personal pages and it's mostly just, I mean, we have a lot of people who support us in like Connecticut and it's mostly just Connecticut heads who are really, you know, out there at every show for us. Uh, well, I think that might be the best way because sometimes things can get overlooked very easy on social media right you, you see uh, endless links oh new demo here new demo there whatever yeah but when you have real people out there rocking the merge 
talking about mm-hmm. your band to, to other people who may not be familiar, I, I, I think that might be way more impactful than uh, yeah. a, a random link that could just get overlooked and people might not click it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we do have some like, I mean, we've gotten around, like we've gotten, you know, like a few thousand streams on our EP, mm-hmm. but, um, and it's, it's reached pretty far. Like I know, uh, the anxious guys when they were on tour, they were like just hanging out with one step closer on tour. They were telling me that like they were, t- they were, um, the drain guys were like, what's good. What's pretty good over in uh, the East coast right now. They're like wreckage. They're like, oh yeah, we know that shit's cool. I was like, damn, they just, they just knew about wreckage. Yeah, that's awesome for for, for, yeah. for people to be beyond the ball because anytime that I've ever brought up uh, your band to to anybody that knows, everybody is like, yeah, they're they're what's up, and I'm I'm just like, okay, cool, I'm I'm happy that uh, for for the people who know about wreckage that uh, they know that what you're doing with like the band, the music, it, it's super awesome. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Feels good. So I, I am curious. I I got obviously like a like a a little brief history about it uh, through you know talking to, to kyle but i want to hear it from you from your perspective uh, uh how did the band start so it's kind of smoky honestly like it feels just sort of like divine like it just popped up out of nowhere out of thin air like there was a matt our guitarist matt and danny wanted to start a band for a long time um they wanted to start like a like a crusty punk band and danny vouched for me hard i didn't even know matt at this point mm-hmm. danny was like he was like it's my boy noah he wants to be in like a like a punk band he wants to sing in a punk band so they brought me in we recorded we like they like barely had the demo together i learned the drums like on site after an ill communication practice my other band mm-hmm. i learned the drums recorded them right there and then we finished the whole demo that night the first demo that mm-hmm. we put out and then wreckage was like a real band and how much time did you you said you learned it on the spot so you literally had like how much time did it actually take you to learn everything it i mean the songs on the first demo are not very technical at all mm-hmm. so it was kind of like i i ran through them a few times with matt and then we recorded them and that was about it and were you nervous at all or did you go in knowing like okay i have to learn this all like in a really short period of time or when it you was honestly it this this we recorded the demo when it was supposed to be like a canceled wreckage practice we're like oh we're not having wreckage practice then matt showed up and we just ended up recording it so i was just just happened no thinking at all just doing that's wild maybe it was better that way yeah it honestly was it felt like it was what was supposed to happen yeah because you can't plan stuff like that obviously it, it wasn't planned but for, for it to go down the way that it did and for it mm-hmm. to, to reach the people that did i i think uh, it, it's definitely awesome a, a cool story yeah but then the second demo definitely had a lot more planning like we sat down and wrote lyrics matt had these songs written for like months we had demos like months in advance so these ones and i mm-hmm. you can tell there's we definitely leveled up with with the second demo I, I definitely do agree. You, you can hear uh, the the difference between uh, the first demo and the, and the second one, but I, I still enjoy the, the the first one. I don't think it's like that bad. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, it's, that's not a dis. Uh, great, it, it's 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 cool for, for for what you guys have. Like uh, that's yeah. what I listened to first. Because if I thought the, the first demo was trash, I would have packed it up then. But no, it, yeah, it, it, I I think it came together pretty cool. And it's a demo too, right? You can't be that critical on a band's demo. I know, and it kind of like honestly, it it sort to me sort of felt like funny, like the way it happened. Like I was doing like the crazy sheer terror vocals, and then Matt brought us these new songs, and I was like, oh, this band's going in a different direction. Like I gotta like I gotta figure something out that sounds like real and tough and like emotional because mm-hmm. the first one's real crusty and just punk, sort of just straightforward in your face. And um, how active were you guys with that first demo? Oh, not at all. Um, we recorded it right before the world came to a halt. Mm-hmm. We put it out in, I think, February. And then, you know, quarantine happened in March. So we were, we had time to, like, write some more music. And then we didn't really promote the demo too much. I think, like, it got some attention from some people. Like, some people reviewed it. Like, I would share it. That would be about the extent of it. Mm-hmm. And... I, I'm always curious because obviously a newer band starting out at, at the time that you did, nobody could have predicted what went down with the world 
uh, were you ever curious about the future of the band? Because you, you do this demo, you literally can't do anything with it. You guys just kind of have to sit and wait till things open back up. Did you ever uh, lose hope? Obviously, I'm mean, here today. No, but... I, I, we, I mean, we really like that was like, like Danny and I, we talk about it all the time. Like we would talk about it like almost daily. Like, like wreckage is really sick. Like, I don't think everyone knows yet, but like wreckage is sick. Like this has potential. And like, it had a lot of like support from our, from our friends. Mm -hmm. Like if we were to play a show, it would have been like sick. A lot of friends would have showed up, but I don't know. I think I, I knew that it would, it would continue to, to grow. And between demo one and demo two, uh, how long did you guys actually take to sit down and write the second demo? It was really all Matt. Um, he's sort of the, the, the brain now he's, mm -hmm. I think, I don't know if Kyle told you this, but with almighty watching, he's like pretty, he's, he's really like controlling with it. And that's not a bad thing. Cause he's got a good vision mm -hmm. with most things that he does. So the first demo was really like, I think it was mostly Danny who wrote it. And then Matt wrote the second demo and he was like, I want it to sound like this. Like he really loves fury. Um, he's kind of an old head. So he's got that youth crew spirit. He's straight edge too. something that the, the rest of us don't have. So <laughs> for sure. I, 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 I was always curious about that, that link between the, the two bands. Cause I, I saw, uh, your, your tapes at the um, table at FYA and then hearing from, from Kyle that uh, Matt plays in both bands. Cause I honestly, outside of you, I didn't know who else was in wreckage because, yeah. um, I just, I, I forget how I, I found your Instagram, but I, I think I just like looked up on Google or something. <laughs> yeah some random way uh which I, which is weird because i could have just asked uh you know any of my friends that are from your area that you'll probably know you uh oh yeah b beforehand but yeah so outside of you uh, before talking to kyle I, I didn't know anybody else in the band so to hear that you know matt plays in both i was like okay that makes sense because both bands are super sick yeah he he also does i'm not sure if you're familiar with like his his zine that he's doing right now called scheme mm -hmm. where you put out um that's what like the almighty watching EP was put out on and he put out the, the wreckage two tape after we released it. So I think that's, he was just trying to get rid of like the rest of what he had at that table. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not sure. I, I, did you uh, see anybody come up and interested in the tape? Cause obviously you still knew her. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't. Um, I asked him if he still had any, cause I actually don't have a wreckage two tape mm -hmm. and like, I was like, do you have any left? He was like, I think, I think they're mostly gone. I can go check. And then I didn't see him for like an hour. <laughs> so I never got one, but. Well, hopefully at some point you can track one down. We'll definitely like repress them at some point. Yeah, I, I, I would hope so. Cause I think as your popularity grows, cause I still feel like people like aren't super in tune yet. Um, mm -hmm. which is like, I feel like this is like the, the calm before the storm. Cause I feel like once more people are aware I, I i think it's just gonna move really fast just because I, I i really like your guys's music and I, I think it's really good i just think uh people aren't aware fully yeah i mean we definitely don't like we don't promote too heavy you know that might be a part of the problem we just kind of like put the music out we play shows and that's the extent of it uh kyle promotes us a little bit with scheme but like it's pretty much it yeah. And I don't really see it as a, like a, a, a problem because I think it's a cool way to right, to, to kind of just come up uh, yeah. uh, naturally, just uh, let, mm. let the music speak for itself. You don't have to try to create any, uh, you know, gimmicks or try to coerce people to, to, to come check it out. It's just like, all right, yeah. like you, you're just leaving it up to the people, right? Come check it out, like, you know, on your own time. And, you know, you, yeah, you exactly. determine like it. if you like it, I hope it clicks. Keep listening. Maybe you'll show your friends. but. Yeah, I think also that viral video got some traction because Triple B, he said something like infinite respect to wreckage, Connecticut hardcore. So that might have gotten the name out a little bit, too. I'm telling you, this is the calm before the storm. Things are just slowly going to build, uh, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, putting out this podcast, people will hear and be like, oh, who's this band wreckage that, you know, this video that I saw, it's just going to click, right? They, they saw the video on yeah. the Twitter feed. They're going to remember that Triple B tweet. And then they're like, okay, cool. Um, if, if they haven't by this point, hopefully they're going to do it now. They'll, they'll, they'll take the time and check it out and kind of, you know, fall in line and realize that wreckage is fucking awesome. I hope so. So for, for you, I, I'm, I'm curious, uh, uh, have you been in any bands before this? Yeah, I actually started my first band when I was like 14 with mm -hmm. some friends. Um, they're also in the band hard feelings now. Okay. Um, 
it's the you know the twins from that band we st- we played for like from like 2014 to 2016 pretty much just in like the connecticut and western mass area and then i wasn't in a band from like 2017 to 2018 in 2019 i started wreckage and ill communication together pretty okay. much like almost at the same time so it was like ill communication is me and danny from wreckage mm-hmm. i play drums he plays guitar then our friends tommy cesar and johnny and then yeah that's what i got right now okay. i'm also in like a, a a pop kind of band with with matt as well he plays guitar and the bassist is tim who used to be in hostage calm Ooh, pop that that has me really curious uh, do you have any recording music can we look it up yeah it's called tracy gardens it's there, there's some on spotify it's like a kind of brit pop kind of indie type stuff okay i'm i'm definitely interested tracy gardens i'll have to re- definitely remember that because it's cool to um, obviously i love hardcore but when i hear uh, hardcore dudes are doing other types of music I- i'm always curious to see like the like their other creative side if that makes sense yeah it really doesn't sound like hardcore guys making music like mm-hmm. branching out like usually you can tell like when a band mm-hmm. is like five hardcore guys trying to branch out but yeah. this one you could tell is matt who loves the red hot chili peppers okay so, yeah. yeah for sure so I'm, I'm i'm definitely gonna look that up and uh check that out but as far as you getting into music obviously you're way younger than me but i'm just how did you stumble upon this path it's kind of tough to say um i was always into like heavier music my parents always liked like grunge mm-hmm. um my brother showed me Avenged sevenfold when i was like nine and i was like this is crazy and then i just kept listening to heavy music and i came across like pop punk and i thought that that was really sick and then i think when i was like 12 or 13 i heard youth by citizen and it just like shot me into like the the more underground like hardcore stuff and it like snowballed into like have heart and then i think backtrack was one of the first bands turnstile i was like okay i like this like hardcore is sick the energy is crazy they're talking about real shit mm-hmm. so I'm tripping out at you saying hearing youth by citizen what you said 12 or 13. Yeah. Jeez. That is, that is, <laughs> that is insane. Cause I, I, yeah. I, think back, I, I first saw citizen, uh, it was like 2011 or 2012. I can't remember. Uh, and I'll, I'll never forget the show. It was at Aladdin junior, this old venue, um, in Pomona and, uh, citizen was playing. And then there was this, uh, this other newer band, uh, uh turnover at, at the time. Right. Uh, yeah. they were coming out yeah. and like, they had like just the EP and like some other songs. And mm-hmm. I remember I begged all my friends and I'll never forget. And I'll never stop telling the story because, uh, it, it's just funny. I, I was like begging my friends. I'm like, yo, like, uh, there's this band turnover coming through. Like we should go see them. I, I think they're going to be pretty cool. And all my friends were like, no, you're weird. Like, why do you want to see this band that you found on a blog spot? And I'm just like, dude, just trust me. I, I know what kind of music you like. You're going to enjoy this. Just come out. Nobody wanted to come with me. Right. So That's crazy. I, yeah. So I, I rolled out uh, and uh, and I stayed outside. Um, maybe I'm a piece of crap for doing that, but whatever. I It was like a dude, it was like a 12 band like thing. And I was like, I don't I was like, I've never heard of any of these other bands. And I might like some of them, but I don't care. I just have enough energy because it it, it it took me enough energy just to get there by myself, right? Right. I was like, I'm, I just want to, I just want to enjoy my time because I, I I could I was risking having a shitty time. If I went in there and saw a, a, a terrible band, so I was like, I don't want that to be imprinted in my memory. So luckily, I don't remember anybody else who played. <laughs> and I, I went in and I, I got to see Citizen and Turnover and it was fucking cool because I was like, this is awesome. This band that I found like on this random pop punk blog spot that's probably defunct at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's cool to see them make it out here and do shit. And then fast forward a, a couple years later, right? They you know got a little bigger, put out new music and my piece of shit friends and not even my friends anymore they were they were inviting me to a, a turnover show they're like hey there's this band turnover coming uh you know through do you want to go see them have you ever heard of them and the I'm, ones you were trying to sell them on yeah <laughs> and i'm like dude you guys are assholes you know and, and i'm not yeah. like you know i don't need credit of, about showing people music whatever but i'm just like fuck you for not wanting to go to, to see them years ago uh you, you can fuck off but um yeah i think i have a, a pretty average like like 2010s hardcore kid uh pipeline like i heard youth by citizen magnolia by turnover floral green by title fight and that that's like really what cemented me um the things we think we're missing by 
balancing composure. Mm-hmm. Like those were really, those are some like core Noah Lemire pieces of music, you know? Yeah. And do they still hold up uh, to this day? Like to you, do, do you still go back and revisit those records? Oh yeah. All the time. And that was a crazy point of music too. Cause you think about, uh, you know, those bands that you mentioned, I think obviously not balanced, not title five. They're not active at this moment, but when you look at yeah. uh, the other bands, you know, they're, they're doing crazy stuff. They, they like never stopped. Oh yeah. Yeah. Citizens still like doing, they're pretty like touring pretty heavy. I was going to go see them in Brooklyn. Um, I think last month, but that's when things were starting to get pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So I did, I ended up not going as the citizen drug church tour. Yeah, that tour hit uh, California when I was in Wilkes-Barre. So I was like pretty mm. bummed that I didn't get to see Citizen because uh, I, I've always I've made it a point to like whenever they came through, even when they're playing like bigger fest, I hate going to like giant festivals. Like I, mm-hmm. I always want to see that band because I, I feel like they're they're just something that I don't want to look back on and be like, fuck, I wish I would have seen them more. So I, I always want to see them as much as I can when they come through. Mm. So you're from you're from California. Yeah, yeah. I, I I grew up in the Palm Springs area, and then I moved to Orange County. Oh, okay, that's crazy. I think were you at the One Step Closer record release? I, I, I yeah, I was there. You flew out for that? I flew out because I I love One Step Closer. They're uh, a, yeah, a great band, but also uh, you know good friends. They've treated me with nothing but respect. They've supported the podcast from like the early days. So the least I could do is fly out to um, witness their record release in person that's sick yeah i was i mean i was also there here we go again you were i I, I rolled down with the broken bow boys really uh, you know that's crazy because i i know evan um evan stein because he right he's from california yeah yeah, so he he lives uh you know when he's not in school he he lives here in orange county so i obviously knew evan i met tommy there for the first time and mm-hmm. I, I follow some of the other members on social media, but I didn't meet anybody else. Nobody, uh, I, it was just weird. Yeah, Cause I, I obviously, I, I recognize that there was like a, a, you know, they had their crew of friends with them. Uh, but that's, that's crazy that, that you were there and we just uh, probably most more than likely crossed paths and just didn't know. Yeah. Huh. And did you, I, I'm guessing you drove, right? It's not that far of a drive for you. Or- it's like four hours. I was, I went, I went in the van with Harrison, Evan, Mm-hmm. um cesar who's in my band um who else is with us aggie she takes the pictures okay uh she's at rotten lens on instagram very sick photographer i just posted a photo of hers today shout out to aggie yeah i think that's who oh and evan was in the in the car with us mm-hmm. in the van and then tommy you know he went down earlier i think he just he just did a podcast with you too right yeah, I had to track him down. He was he was trying to avoid me for a second. For a second there, I I thought you know broken because we <laughs> we had planned to do something before the record came out, and then the record came out. You know they got a little bigger. They they playing mm-hmm. some shows. So I I thought maybe he was trying to you know uh, give me the cold shoulder, but um, apparently it was no mis- miscommunication. I can't imagine that from Tommy. He's a real, he's a real sweetheart. Yeah. Once we sat down and figured it out, he's, I, I love Tommy. He, he's uh, great. I support that band and, uh, you know, oh, yeah. and I, I hope the best for them. I, I, I want people to, to recognize that there's these, uh, and I say kids, uh, kids with no disrespect. I, I say there's these young kids, uh, you know, doing it right out there, uh, you know, in Broken Vow. So support that band. But what, what what was your experience like at that show? Because I'm curious because I, I haven't really talked to uh, too many people outside of um, you know uh, the people that I know that were there about it. Um, it was I was really shocked to pull up to like a fire department, mm-hmm. and it was freezing in Wilkesbury that day. And I walked in and I saw it like one step closer was rehearsing for like two hours before the show what was up with that so i heard so i just heard them for like for forever i saw them play like six sets before the show yeah it's like and I, then i i could have tucked that memory away and been okay with not seeing them for a long time because i'm like okay two like it's not that often you get to see a band the live for that long i know but it was it was sick and then like the show happened i really like slow fire pistol really like stole like they smoked the show for me mm-hmm. i didn't know about them i think I think Sam from anxious was telling me they're like some sick, like screamo band from, from Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is probably going to do it for me. Cause I really like, I really like like weirdo chaotic shit, 
But um, yeah, Broken Vow played a six set. One step closer played a six set. I went the whole show without getting hurt. And then again, during the reach, during One Step Closer, somebody stage dove directly into my face. Jeez. Maybe, yeah. maybe you just need to fall back during the reach, stay a little safe. During the reach, I need to get away. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It, 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 it was a cool night. I, I was happy for them. The, the, the turnout was cool. I love, yeah. I, I love that the venue was not like your typical venue. Cause I, I feel like that's like mm-hmm. a memory that's just going to stick out forever in, in my brain. Yeah. I've never been to a show at a fire department before. And I don't know if I'll ever go to another show at a fire department. Yeah. And there was this guy and I, I always had to bring this up because it, it just made me feel so bad. There's this guy that showed up like when the show was like breaking down, right? They're tearing down the stage, packing up the merch. There's this, this guy and I, I don't know his name, no disrespect, but there's this dude from Japan that just showed up and was like, Hey, I'm here for the show. And Harry was like looking around like, what the fuck? The show, the show is over. What are you talking about? And I apparently That's like crazy. Yeah. And apparently his like Uber had gotten lost. Uh, so he missed the whole show and we're like, dude, you're from Japan. And uh, somebody from the, the band, I can't remember who it was. Somebody put him up and they hooked him up with like a bunch of uh, merch and stuff just to try to make his trip worthwhile. But yeah. yeah, he, he missed the whole show. That's horrible. Damn. All the way from Japan. Yeah. There's a lot of people who flew out for that. I was kind of surprised. Like I saw, I met some, I was hanging out with like the broken bow guys mm-hmm. and somebody walked up. They were like, yo, you guys are really sick. Like I came here from like Portland, Oregon. We're like, damn. Jeez, I didn't know there's yeah. anything there. Uh, and see, and this is where like my vision's like so skewed because I'm from California. So when I travel out to you know Sweet Valley, Pennsylvania to see this show, I just assume that everybody that I don't recognize is a local. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was probably like a good amount of people from like a like a six hour radius around. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what a, a band like that will do, right? They'll um, oh, yeah. have people that passionate that are willing to, to to travel. And obviously, like they're my friends, but also I I do enjoy mm-hmm. the music. Like if if they're my friends and I didn't enjoy the music, I wouldn't have gotten on on a plane. Would have right. Would have just sent them, you know, my best wishes and stayed home. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it was cool. And also, um, I I uh, it, it was like my. Uh, my, my birthday was like like the day after that that show so oh like, nice yeah so it's like all right i was like i work hard all year i don't really uh treat myself too often so i was like let me just treat myself to a plane ticket to to somewhere that i love going anyway so it wasn't like mm-hmm. like a chore for me to go out there because I, I i love um you know wilkesbury and just be, being being able to go back out there because I, I was out there in october for a, a fest so to be, be able to go back so soon was, was cool for me yeah it's funny. Normally, people fly somewhere warm, and you flew somewhere that was like zero degrees. That was a, a real change for me because I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm normally here in California where we have nice weather, like you know, like maybe like nine months out of the whole year, and mm-hmm. our bad weather is not even that bad realistically because we don't even really see like the different seasons. It's just like we, we get a little bit of heat, mm-hmm. but yeah, to, to to be out there in the cold, it, it was definitely something that I wasn't used to. Yeah. And as far as you, uh, does it normally get that cold back home for you? I mean, I'm further north, so mm-hmm. I'm in New England. So it's cold, like October hits and it starts like, you know, tipping under 30 degrees for like until March. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're like already out of um, hoodie season here because yesterday it was like mid 70s. I'm rolling around in just a T-shirt enjoying it i'm I'm not sure what the weather's like today uh because i I think we're still being affected by this like volcano that erupted uh not not too far yeah like some volcano uh i say some volcano like it's not a big deal shit if it was closer probably kill us but uh this volcano erupted (laughs) and then there was like a whole statewide tsunami warning um and like it was crazy like the skies turned gray and it got a little it felt a little grim it kind of was like this uh reminder that uh we're not living in the safe bubble and that like mother nature could uh, you know, turn her back on us at any moment. It was pretty interesting. That's pretty wild. We don't have, we really don't have that threat out here. Like the, we get pretty bad snowstorms. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes in the summer we get um, in like August, September, we'll get some pretty good hurricanes, but yeah, we don't have to worry about earthquakes. We don't have to worry about volcanoes, tsunamis. Yeah. See people say earthquake and I, I just, we've been expecting the big earthquake for like my whole entire life. So I'm oh, okay. I'm not too worried about earthquakes and like things like buildings are 
for the longest time have been built to be earthquake proof. So I don't, I don't really fear that. But like when I got this, like I was at work and I, I was like inside this building for like, you know, some odd hours and I didn't like, I don't really think about the weather. Right. I just assume I'm going to walk out. It's going to be sunny, like normal. But when I stepped outside, and, right. like the skies were gray, I'm like, there's something going on. Like it, just the vibe was off. So I like pull out my phone and go to Twitter uh, to, to see if there's anything, uh, you know, that's on the news. And sure enough, there was like this, I see there's like a ton of crazy footage and mm -hmm. there was like a tsunami warning. And, and then obviously like for, for me being a hardcore dude, I went to the band tsunamis uh, Twitter account. And I was like, they, like, they, I was oh, like, you know, you knew, you yeah. knew. I was like, there has yeah. to be some sort of uh, tweet. They, they can't mm -hmm. let this opportunity go. And sure enough, there was, and I, <laughs> I just retweeted it. Um, but, but okay. So, so two places. So we've crossed paths two times in our lives and we, we didn't get yeah. third time's a charm. I'm sure we'll cross paths again, but, oh yeah, but this time we'll have to actually uh, have an interaction and not just let that go. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, were you there for a tsunami set at FYA? I, I was, I was just chilling on stage cause I, I, I knew how crazy and how many people mm -hmm. were going to be there. So I was like, let me just be up here and I want to, you know, dodge the omnicron i don't want to catch any stray fists or feet to the face yeah. so let me just be up here and just relax and enjoy it from this perspective yeah so. i think i i hung out i hung out in like the back for that side because i knew that tsunami was going to bring a bring some some wreckage with them um it was pretty fun i didn't know that lumpy was filling in for them and like lumpy is a friend of mine mm -hmm. so i just saw him on stage with tsunami just a west coast band i was like how do you even set that up how is he just in every band <laughs> yeah, I, I I knew uh, their a normal good guitar player uh, Mike Durr. Shout out to Mike, uh, and happy to hear he's doing better. I I, I knew he was uh, out sick, but I didn't know who was going to fill in. So when I saw Lumpy, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Because like I assumed that oh, they yeah. could have just got you know one of their friends you know that came along that you know is more than capable of playing the guitar. But yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to how they decided to to land on Lumpy. Who's awesome? I I I enjoy Lumpy. He's the best. He's a funny guy. <laughs> Fun fact, I met Lumpy for the first time in person this past weekend at FYA. Or not this oh, past really? weekend, but yeah, last weekend at, at FYA. Yeah, because he uh, he had been on the podcast like years ago at this point, and just somehow we didn't cross paths at the last FYA, uh, which happens, mm -hmm. right? Just like me and you, we didn't cross paths. Um, right. Uh, but then this year, uh, uh, we managed to meet, and it was cool because I, I enjoy uh, you know, the, the bands that he's in. I, I was bummed that all due respect couldn't play. Uh, me too. That that was one band that I was telling all my friends that, that I, I traveled out with. I'm like, yo, this is this is a band that you're probably not listening to that you need to listen to, and mm -hmm. and we were all stoked. And then obviously when the lineup, uh, you know, the set times for the day came out and they weren't on there, I was like, damn it, this is such a bummer for, for me. I know. I heard. I saw that they weren't on like the. I found out because they weren't on like the set times. Mm -hmm. I knew Almighty Watching was dropping beforehand, but finding out that even All Due Respect wasn't playing, I was like, damn. Like, who am I going to go hard for? Dude, you went hard for C4. You're, you're I, I did. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to go so hard for C4. Yeah, but that was a bummer. I, and and for me, I'm just like, when will I ever see that band again? That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, they play a lot in the Northeast. And I'm barely in the Northeast, so I got to. Yeah. Got to. And I actually got to travel out there at some point. So hopefully in the near future, maybe not in the near future. I hate, I hate traveling when I went out to FYA, my, my flight. So I, I flew from California to Georgia to, to, to link <laughs> up with one of my friends. And then we drove down to FYA, but the day of my flight, I got noticed that my whole itinerary got pushed back one full day. And I was like, okay, I'm like, this is, this is not going to work because I, I was planning on going to, to the pre-show. I, I bought an, uh, a ticket to the pre-show. Mm -hmm. I, I really wanted to see, uh, you know, some of those bands that were playing and I was like, all right. So I canceled my flight to Georgia and then I had to buy a, another flight day of, um, which was uh, expensive, but I was like, I can't, I, 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 it's not that I can't, I just really didn't want to miss the festival. So I'm like, all right, let me just shell out the money, bought a ticket the day of get to, uh, I, I get to Raleigh, North Carolina. I hit like five delayed flights and then finally get on my airplane. Raleigh to Savannah isn't that long. I, th I think it's like maybe like 45 minutes an hour, <laughs> which, yeah. which was uh, annoying that I was so close, but I kept hitting all these delays. Uh, 
and then I had to miss the the pre-show because there's no time like with all the delays there's no way we were going to make it in time for it anyway so we just ended up driving to Tampa uh we like picked up one of my other buddies from the the, the airport and then just got food and just kind of had to chalk it up as a loss <laughs> yeah for for us we got on like the last flight that wasn't canceled mm-hmm. so there was like a big snowstorm that was supposed to hit like Connecticut and New York and we were flying out of Newark it was me Tommy who's in no communication and Colin who's in final right mm-hmm. and our friend Josie and we like really lucked out we got there but we were there a day early so we didn't have our Airbnb mm-hmm. so we just kind of hit up like some friends were like hey want to hang out and we went to their Airbnb and we're like Hey, you mind if we just crash here? <laughs> <laughs> so we just kind of finessed the place to stay for that Thursday night. That's that's cool. Well, at least it, it, yeah. they were down. I, I had some friends that uh, uh, they didn't finesse us. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we finessed. <laughs> I, I had heard through the grapevine that they were looking for a place to stay. Uh, so I had reached out. I'm like, yo, like I heard you guys need a place to stay Friday. If uh, you're still looking, you're more than welcome to stay at our Airbnb. It's totally chill. Um, and it was cool because like they were like they were so behind schedule because they were driving from uh, Charlotte, I think, uh, North Carolina. So they mm-hmm. they were so behind schedule that my delays uh, just kind of synced up with them. So like we got to the Airbnb maybe like 30 minutes before they did. And, and it was cool. We just, you know, all just vibed out. We were kind of over like that whole day. Uh, so we're just happy that it was like pretty much over with at that point. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was an interesting weekend. I was at hardcore shows for, you know, like 12 hours for a day. And then I went back to the Airbnb and slept on the worst surfaces possible. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like I want to be in charge of like, booking the airbnb next year or maybe mm-hmm. getting just like a nice hotel because uh my buddy booked the airbnb sent us the links and i was like did you even like look through this and he's like yeah it should be good and then like there's like, <laughs> there, there's like a warning in like this section like oh just let you know this is in like a um uh like low income uh you know crime ridden like area and i'm just like oh okay like that like i'm I, i'm not like you know like super fancy or like uppity or whatever like i don't care right uh but i was like all right like so they're at least they're giving us a heads up that's in a sketchy area and then my buddy's like dude like did you see the pictures like it looked really nice and i'm like are you an idiot like of course they're, they're gonna want to send you the yeah. the best pictures of the the, the airbnb like it's, it's it's not gonna look like that when we they're show not gonna up send you street pictures you know yeah i was like it's just like ordering food or like when you post it on instagram you want to like try to present the best version that you can might not yeah. translate to reality so sure enough we show up like <laughs> this T we weren't going to watch TV anyways, but like they were like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to like market that they had this nice big flat screen TV. And it was like in this little corner and we're like, okay, that's bullshit. <laughs> we're never watching TV. And then like the, the place was just, was like kind of ghetto to be honest. Mm-hmm. My buddy found like a dirty towel under his bed, which we were like just laughing at. We're like, oh, that's probably somebody's like cum rag that they just forgot to, <laughs> <laughs> that the uh, people who own the Airbnb forgot to to check thoroughly to find. And then mm-hmm. it was just like transfer spaces real quick. I'm just occupying my girlfriend's living room. You're all good, but I'm. Um, it, it was just mad, uh, just ghetto. And I was like, all right, next year let, let's do something like a little more nice, a little more comfortable, and not to uh, account for the the neighbors. Um, like b- like behind us we're having like you know uh, like this bonfire party till like four or five in the morning so we're like home tired from the fest wanting to get some rest before the next day but like we're trying to combat the loud music that's going on till like three or four or five in the morning I and mean, we're just right. trying to just get a nice uh good night's sleep so uh, n- next yeah. next year I, I hope we can do a better job of finding a, a better place to stay yeah the first day of the fest I was like, we couldn't fit everybody into our rental car because we had six people in our Airbnb, mm-hmm. but I had some other friends that were there. So I was like, it's okay. I'll grab like, I'll text my friend and see if he'll pick me up. So he was like, yeah, I'll pick you up. We're just like 30 minutes out from Tampa. So I was sitting in the driveway while they had already gone to the fest and the neighbor was just like sitting on like his rail on his stoop. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, you know, drinking whatever. And he was like, he was like, where are you trying to go? And I was like, Oh, I'm going to like a, a music fest, like down the road a little bit. My, my friend's coming to pick me up. He was like, yeah, we got like Uber. We got Lyft, you know, we got like scooters too. You could take, I was like, that's okay. Yeah. My friend's going to pick me up. 
<laughs> it's like it's okay and he was like yeah he's like i mean where you know the address like he just kept probing at me mm-hmm. he was like <laughs> he was like you he was like you really you need a ride and i was like no i'm good i got my friends coming <laughs> and then he he ended up we ended up having like a 40 minute conversation that started with him like not understanding like basic us geography mm-hmm. and then him telling me he's like yeah i used to race cars i was like oh cool and then somehow snowballed into us talking about like complex geopolitics Jeez. and like like how like neo-colonialism works so it was just it was such a weird interaction and then later on that day I found out the person who booked the Airbnb, she was like, Oh yeah. Like the first thing it says on the Airbnb is try not to try not to communicate with the neighbors. <laughs> so like, I don't know what the deal with that was, but very funny series of events for me. Yeah. I feel like Loki, maybe he was trying to get you to call an Uber so he, he could accept the ride so he could be your driver. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to just finesse some business from me. Yeah. Yeah, when, when it's really early, I don't want to talk to strangers. About no, anything. I was like, <laughs> I had no food in me, barely any water. Mm-hmm. It was like hot. I hadn't seen the sun in months. So I was just like sitting in the driveway. Sun was pelting me. And this guy is just talking to me about nonsense. Yeah. And then also like you you, you don't want to be like too rude because obviously yeah. you don't really know this person. You don't want to be like, you know, yeah he's living across the street from my airbnb yeah that is yeah we didn't really have anybody to like interact with like we were on like the second story but the the people that were like living underneath us we just never saw them which was like pretty interesting but we were coming and going yeah. at like weird weird times of the day but still we just, right yeah luckily never crossed paths with anybody so we didn't have to like like explain like oh yeah we're just you know guests to this airbnb so uh, and as far as getting to this, your friends, how relieved were you when your friend showed up? He ended up not even showing up. I had to call Tommy to get him to come back because he was like at his friend's mom's house. And then they had to go to their Airbnb, mm-hmm. which tacked on like another 30 minutes to their trip. So, yeah. And then I got there and I was like, cruelty was playing. And it was just like the most who's like the most disgusting band ever. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, no food, no water. Like I need to take a seat right now. Yeah, it was it was a long because that was like the first fest that I've been to since I think the last FYA. No, no, no. Uh, I, I went to SWB in uh, Wilkes-Barre mm-hmm. uh, the October before, but that wasn't on the same scale as FYA because when I, I walked into because I, I was there uh, in 2020, so I know how packed out that room can get. Mm-hmm. And some of my friends that were there with me, they were like kind of skeptical. They're like, "Oh, is this going to be too big of a space for the fest?" I'm like, "No, trust me, this is going to be just the right amount of space." And sure enough, uh, as things started rolling, like people packed in, and there was oh, a lot, yeah. there was a lot of people there. Sunday night, it was packed. I I wasn't like too surprised at how Turnstile was able to to, to keep everybody there because uh, mm-hmm. obviously uh, the the night before, like th- th- there were people there for E Town, but obviously like a lot of people were like leaving. Uh, yeah, but when Turnstile started, I was like, remember looking across like the entire like place and seeing how many people were just there and in anticipation. And even up until the last song, like everybody stayed, there, people were going crazy. Oh yeah, very surprising. That whole day, like I saw the Mind Force set, and I was like, hardcore really doesn't have to move on past that. Like Mind Force just like blew like the rest of the entire weekend out of the water. Mm-hmm. Like that was the most insane thing I've ever seen. And then Vane played. And it was like a different kind of violence I've never seen at a hardcore show. And then Turnstile played, and I have never seen so many stage dives in my entire life. Like they just like each band Sunday just kept kept blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen Mind Force so many times, mm-hmm. uh, and like in, in various settings too, right? Um, you know, festivals, normal shows, whatever. But yeah, just like in, in those moments with the larger crowds where you're hearing people screaming the lyrics over Jay and I'm just <laughs> damn like because it, it, it doesn't happen for every band, right? Even you yeah. know, when when Vane's playing, uh, you're not hearing them screaming along with him louder than him. 
Uh, so, yeah. So in, in those moments, or in that moment, I'm at FYA when I was watching Mind Force and I, I was hearing that go down. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it's cool because I've always said it like, like those guys in that band, they deserve, you know, everything going their way because I, they've all been talented for a, a really long time. And I'm just happy that they're getting the recognition like in real time and people aren't, uh, you know, waiting until they, they decide to call it quits or hang it up to, to be like, oh, hey, yeah, we actually like that band. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I'm from the area. Hudson Valley's like an hour and a half away from me. Mm-hmm. So I remember Mindforce playing like small venues in like 2016. And I would buy, I think I have all of their first like seven inches. I was like, this band is amazing. It's like the best band ever. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just like the per- the perfect crossover band. You really can't do any better. And then everything that they put out just kept getting better and better and better. And now they're playing FYA and Jay doesn't even have to sing the lyrics. You just put the mic out there and everybody does it for him. Mm-hmm. you know yeah my, my yeah, first that. my first time seeing them live was when they came to sound and fury and i remember like the anticipation i was just so excited to to finally be able to see them live because uh, uh keith freeman actually showed me who who, who mind force but obviously like i i knew like they, they, they played in living weapon before that but uh I, he, he told me living like, laser oh excuse me yeah uh living weapon, yeah. The, the new band living laser yeah um and uh i was like oh cool they're they're, they're doing this other band i, I definitely gotta uh, check that out and he, he put me mm-hmm. onto that and uh, and knowing that they're finally gonna make it out to california and especially it sounded fury where there's a fuck ton of people and everybody was uh, already aware of that band. So I, I knew it was going to be a, a insane reaction. So being able to experience there, I was like, this is, this is a cool first proper time to be able to see them live. Yeah. Living laser was one of the first hardcore bands I got into as well. Cause like in like 2014 or 2015, they were playing so many shows in the Connecticut area. Mm-hmm. So I just got a, the opportunity to see them a bunch of times. So I have like their first seven inches as well, which are like really, really special to me. I think Living Laser really doesn't get enough recognition these days as they should. Hundred percent, and I, I I tell anybody who likes Mind Force and who isn't aware of Living Laser, like, yo, go back and check out that band because they were killing mm-hmm. it back then with that music. Mm-hmm. So, so, shout out to them. But um, yeah, I'm happy that FYA went down the way that it did. I, I couldn't have asked for a better weekend. Uh, in any aspect, just looking back, just being able to see, especially being able to see so many people that I hadn't seen uh for two years like legit mm-hmm. like like the last time i saw some of those people was in that very room so it fast forward to two years later it's like holy shit like life is uh crazy because like obviously we all leave and go do our own shit and then come back and here we are two years later uh, i i was stoked and being able to have like those interactions with people that i didn't even know that were going to be there that that were there and just uh it's, it's, it's always cool to, to have those kind of moments and know that we're all here because we share this love for for hardcore and we want to support the fest and all the bands that were there yeah it's really like funny seeing so many people that i know from the northeast in florida like we're just all together in florida and i'm just going to go back and see them at a show like in a weekend or two probably mm-hmm. yeah. up here in connecticut yeah it's it's crazy because um I, i've uh or my friends playing that band scowl and mm-hmm. they, they got added to, to FYA like the the week of the fest. So I saw them there, and then I just saw them the other night here in California. And it's just like, dude, like, and they're from uh, Northern California, so it's just like we're just seeing each other like from all over. And it's just like this is this is fun and crazy at the same time because we're thinking about like, damn, like hardcore is just taking us to all these like crazy places. Yeah, it's really cool how hardcore can just connect the whole country together through a simple fest. Yeah, and as far as uh going back to the band obviously we, we've been talking about fya which is cool but um as far as the band uh, demo 2 came out uh august uh you know last year i mean have you guys mm-hmm. been uh, working on any new music or do you guys have any plans to put out anything new or do you want to give demo we, 2 some time to live no we've been trying to like so like sometimes I'll like hop on drums. Like if we're, if we're just having like a, if we're just hanging out, I'll hop on drums. Mm-hmm. We'll get Matt on guitar. Cause he's like the main, he's really the main writer for wreckage. And I think he, he can, he can just sort of have songs just stored in his brain, which is funny. Cause if you know him, he's actually like, so like ADHD and like scramble brained all the time. But he, I think he's got like, at this point, like three new songs stored in the, in the, in the song cache mm-hmm. in his head. So I'm, I want to write something a little more exhaustive than five minutes. I'm hoping we can put out, um, like a full length album. That's really my goal. 
Okay, that that's pretty a- ambitious, but I think that would be um, awesome because obviously, yeah, the the two demos that's cool, but yeah, I, I feel like it, it would be awesome to be able to sit down and take in a bigger project um, from you guys. Yeah, and something from Wreckage, you know, like nine songs from Wreckage would probably ring in at about fifteen minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, it wouldn't be like I think that's a good move for us. I would be down to do a split. We had we were in talks with Last Straw for a long time about doing a split. But we ended up using those songs for demo too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still be down to do a split. I'd be down to do an EP, but I really, what feels right to me is to do so, like a full length album. And I'm curious because uh, I, I love Last Straw, uh, also love Anxious too. Um, that split, what was the holdup? Like, why didn't it actually come out? Besides the fact that you guys used the songs for demo too, but um, was there just like some something holding it back? I think they were just more focused, like anxious has had a lot going on the last year, you know, like mm-hmm. they got their, their first album coming out in a, a few days, a week. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing like music videos. Like it was even tough to like get Dante into practice with us with wreckage. Cause he's like pretty much our bassist. I think he's our bassist. Maybe <laughs> okay. he's played all our shows. Yeah. But yeah, I think they were just sort of like last straw was on the back burner. And it's funny because every time I see Grady, he's like, he's like, I want to do, I mean, not every time I see Grady, but he's like, I really want to do last straw. Like I care so much about that band. Cause he's a real, he loves like youth crew. Mm-hmm. He loves hardcore. He loves wide awake. He loves, um, follow through, you know, but yeah, I'm a supporter of last straw. I'm fortunate enough to have been able to see them live. I, I saw them when they played their second show ever. I think they've only played two. Oh, was it? The, oh, oh, really? Only those two? Yeah, we, uh, they played their first show with with Wreckage and Almighty Watching mm-hmm. in Connecticut, and then they played South Wilkes Bear. Yeah, or SWB. So yeah, and I, I was there for that. And I, I was yeah. so happy because uh, I love what they put out so far, and I know that. Uh, well, they, they've told me that they've been working on this record for a bit. They just had to like record it. I don't know if they've done that or not, but I would love to see more from that band. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like begging and bugging Grady and everybody in the band because they were coming through with Koyo, uh, you know, anxious was to, and they're going to play program. And I'm like, yo, like everybody loves anxious and there's going to be a bunch of hardware kids at that show that love last straw. Just do two songs, please just do something. And <laughs> they could, I, it's just that, you know, they just have to switch some instruments around. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was bugging them. Cause like I, I had seen them in like Florida, uh, cause I was out in, uh, in Florida for burning strongest record release. And I'm like, yo, uh, and I didn't even bring it up. Like, uh, we were just like talking just like, you know, casually, whatever. And I forget, somebody brought it up. Um, and I'm like, okay, since you brought it up, I'm going to bug you about it again. And then even like, I think the holdup was like, oh, like Ryan's not even going to be there. But then Ryan chimed in and was like, yeah, like I, I'm actually flying in. So I'll be there. We could do it. And, uh, you know, in the <laughs> end, it, it, it didn't happen. I mean, I was pretty bummed about that, but I'm hoping, uh, they do stuff or they, they find time to, to be able to do stuff for last year. Cause obviously, yeah, anxious is, uh, gearing up to be really busy. They're going on that knuckle puck tour, which is cool. Yeah. Happy for them. Um, but I'm hoping that they yeah don't let that fade away because uh, what they've done so far has been I would, awesome. I would love to see like it. I would love to see something more from Last Straw. They really are like just the perfect hardcore band. Like they released that demo, and I was like, oh, there's nothing but pure hardcore energy here. Mm-hmm. Like it's just raw, pure hardcore. It's you can't go wrong. Yeah, and, and for for those group of guys to to do it and to represent uh, you know your area well, I, I think it's really important mm-hmm. that that band continues and doesn't decide to just not do anything after what they've already yeah. put out. But okay, well, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys do in the future. I'm I'm happy that you're you you, you have um, you know big ideas and not going to be okay with just doing like another couple songs like a promo or something. I, I'm glad that yeah. you want to move into that direction and, and put out more and uh, you know mm-hmm. give us more content but yeah the time has passed for wreckage to to to, to be lazy you know <laughs> yeah uh, uh kyle had mentioned that he, he he's always trying to you know get you guys to, to do more because he, he really believes in what you guys are doing yeah he's really like our he's he's like a basically our manager at this point <laughs> For sure. Any wreckage inquiries hit up uh, Kyle <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I'm curious as far as like the, the live shows, cause I, I've never seen you guys live. I'm um, obviously you guys just like run through like all the songs that you have out. Do you guys play anything new or. Yeah, I th- no, we, we don't have anything new fully together yet. So we just mm-hmm. run through the two demos pretty much just in like a mix match order. Okay. 
Damn. I feel like that's like an era that, that I would like to catch before, you know, that time passes. Cause uh, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause it's cool to, 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 to be able to go see a band and hear uh, basically everything that they have out, you know, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, eventually it'll probably just be like demo two and all the new songs that we have. Mm-hmm. And then the first demo will kind of fade away and just the real ones will know the OGs. Yeah. See, and, and you can't really get that time that, that experience back. Right. Like obviously, mm-hmm. Um, you could get convinced to to play the older songs, which would be fine. But I I would just love to be able to um, have experience it, especially since I, I exist in this time. I don't want to look back because there's obviously like there's been moments, um, even like when I was younger, where like I know like this great band is playing at this venue, but it's just too far away. I don't drive. I don't know anybody who wants to go. I so so knowing that I exist in the the time that it's happening, I want to be able to experience it while I can. So uh, as far as um, merch, I've bugged you about trying to lock down some, some <laughs> wreckage merch. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys even uh, have any plans to, to put out anything else? Or are you guys just waiting until like the next gig to get think, some new stuff printed? Yeah, I think by the next gig, we'll probably put out some new merch. We don't have like too much, too many ideas right now. Um, I think we've pretty much run through all the gray shirts, the World Gone Blind shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have some some shirts that are like yellow and they have that flyer on the back with almighty watching wreckage last straw stand still not stand still stand alone in the thrill mm-hmm. that was like our second show maybe that we played something like that those are the only two shirts that we have right now uh, we had a black shirt with like the the demo the wreckage 2r on it mm-hmm. i think that's pretty much gone but yeah yeah if anybody listening is willing to part ways with a size large wreckage sure <laughs> hit my line i i really would like one willing willing to pay a premium price i'll, I'll say that much. <laughs> top dollar <laughs> yeah i i know that that may offend some people like oh like why would you pay you know x amount for a t-shirt but it's like if, if you really want it and you're willing to spend that money i don't really see that big of a problem with it no go ahead scalp our merch yeah okay and as, as far as uh, shows go uh, I know things are a bit uh, weird right now. Uh, are, you, are you guys even wanting to do anything currently? Or are you guys yeah. just kind of waiting it out? We have two shows in the works right now. Um, neither are announced, but both are bangers. I'll say that. Okay. One in February, one in April. Oh, April. Damn. That's, yeah. That's pretty far out. Yeah. It's like a, it's a pretty legendary band. That's why it's so far in advance. Okay. All right. All right. I don't want to yeah. uh, pry and try to get you to announce it now. Um, but okay. Hell yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that at least you guys are, uh, you know, planning things out and trying to stay active on, on top of, you know, obviously this process of uh, working on these songs to eventually build up to the next record. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hell yeah. That's, that's definitely awesome. I, I'm happy to hear. I'm a huge fan of uh, what you guys have done so far. And I, I, I literally tell everybody, I'm like, yo, just listen to this band. There's like, <laughs> there, there's, there's a couple of bands like, you know, that are like currently going on that I, I, I tell my friends, I'm like, yo, like, are, are you listening to this? And uh, more times than not. And I, I feel weird too, because I'm like, how, like in my mind, I'm like, how the fuck are you not listening to this? And they, 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 <laughs> they'll tell me no. So I'm like, all right, cool. Pull out your Spotify, whatever the fuck you listen to music on, like save this to your library right now. Cause I know you're going to forget if you don't do this right now. So I like, uh, I like, I didn't like force them, but I kind of just asked them nicely, like, yo, just pull this out and do this. And you'll thank me later. And then sure. <laughs> next time I see them, they're like, Oh, I checked out that band. They were awesome. I'm like, I, I know, trust me. Uh, it, it's good stuff. So, so it's cool. Our West coast PR guy. Uh, yes. And I'm doing it for free, free of charge. <laughs> That's all you have to do. You don't have to pay me money. Just, <laughs> just write good music and I'll tell people about it. That's the formula. There's no, it's not a big secret. If you guys write good stuff, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure like I'll find it and I'll tell people about it. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, no. And, and I, I appreciate what you guys are doing, uh, especially uh, just starting like any new band. And I can tell that you guys have a real passion for it. And I, like I said, it, it speaks to the music, like what you guys are doing are, is, is fucking awesome. And the least I could do is try to tell people about your band because with, with or without me, you guys are going to, you know, as long as you continue as a band, you guys, will, you guys will be fine. You guys don't need me. I'm just here. I, I just happen to have stumbled across you guys. So I'm, uh, you know, fortunate enough to be able to have you on the podcast to help spread the word. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, but um, I really appreciate you, you know, coming on the podcast, taking the time to do this. But yeah, I appreciate you having me on here. I mean, it was pretty funny, like the way that you just kind of like followed me randomly. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I, okay, I kind of like recognize this guy, and then you DM me. I think you said something like, "I'm a fan of Wreckage," and I thought that was really funny. The way that you just kind of like put it out there, I was like, sick, hell yeah, you know. And I always try to be upfront with people too, because like obviously. Uh, I want to let people know that, like, I, I obviously, I, I want to let you know that I like your music, and that's why I want to have you on the podcast. Because some people, uh, you know, I, I, I never want anybody to get it twisted. Like, if if I have people on that are in a band, it's because I actually do like their music. I'm not having people on from bands just because they're hype or because uh, you know uh, I'm doing it as like a favor for somebody. No, it's like I stand behind the music and the people that come on the podcast so like yeah. that's just me being you know being honest because I, I i am a fan of your music i'm not gonna you know come out here and try to act like oh like i'm some like you know special podcaster guy it's like no like i'm no legit, yeah i really fan, appreciate yeah. that like you just came at me very down to earth mm-hmm. and i was like wow like when you said you want to come on my podcast and i realized that you actually do like you have a really sick podcast i was like wow this guy wants me Dude. and i saw that like and then you had Tommy on here. You had Kyle. It's like, wow, you're really repping the Northeast. Dude, this this is unintentional. All these uh, people from your area, like I didn't plan it. I didn't plan it this way, but, it, but yeah, it's, it's just cool how, how it kind of works out, you know? Uh, yeah. And I always just try to uh, portray and I, I'm always the same person on air and off air. So like when I talk mm-hmm. to people, uh, to the DMS, I'm never, you know, like I always tell people like, yeah, like I, I have no ego. I, I just want to talk and talk to people that I think are interesting and, and, and cool. Like I'm not too cool for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all just regular guys. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but okay. Well, yeah, I, I seriously, I, I appreciate your time. I, I seriously, uh, hope the best for wreckage in the future. I, I know you guys are going to go on to do cool stuff. Just as long as you can use, uh, to be a band like you guys uh, are, like I said earlier, are doing awesome things. So like, I, I'm stoked for the, the future of you guys. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. Like this is, it's really sick to be on here. It's the first time I've done something like this in my life. Okay. It won't be the last. We'll have you back on. We'll bring Matt I'd on whoever, um, when, mm-hmm. when the next record drops, we'll, we'll continue to promote wreckage real hard. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, seriously, th- thank you for coming on. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, goodbye everybody. Mm-hmm.